This NFL Week 15 Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the NFL PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Roster brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all of your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, December the 13th, currently 2.34 on the East Coast, here to get into another Thursday night football game for our player props. And this week, we have a battle of the AFC West teams between the LA Chargers and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the king of the motorsports world, it's Rod Gomez. Rod, what's going on, my man? How you doing this Wednesday afternoon? But is it really a battle, Munaf? Let, let's be completely <laughs> honest with ourselves. This is this is East, Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. This is not the marquee matchup that we saw a couple of weeks ago between the heavy hitters, Mahomes and Allen. So, I mean, we'll we'll muscle our way through it, but I, I think Thursday night just got a whole lot uh, a yuckier. Uh, yeah, I think these this this just keeps on getting worse. I think last week we had uh, Mitchell Trubisky versus uh, God, who did they play last week? Um, I blocked it out. Bailey Zappi. Yep. Yeah, we had Bailey Zappi versus uh, Mitchell Trubisky last week. This week we get Easton Stick. And uh, Aiden O'Connell. So here we are, Rod. And it just keeps on. You think it doesn't get any worse, but it just keeps on getting worse. But hey, it's still the National Football League. People are still going to be watching uh, this um, football game as they usually do. Hey, but you can also win money off of bad games just as easily as you can off good games. So that, that's where we're at here. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, two teams. I guess one team that is, uh, I think that we are going to see extensive changes, overhaul, and that's in the Los Angeles Chargers. Obviously, the big news in this game, no um, Justin Herbert. He is done for the season. He got put on the IR with a finger injury. And again, no reason for him to be out there because they are pretty much out of playoff contention. Um, and the Los Angeles Raiders or Los Angeles Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, look, they've looked defensively, Rod. They've looked really, really good ever since Antonio Pierce took over as the head coach of this team, right? I mean, I think we saw, you know, we always talk about that first game with a new head coach coming in and uh, they got that first victory at home. I believe it was against the Giants. And then I think the more impressive part of, for me about when I, when I thought that people were buying buying into Antonio Pierce, especially on the defense side of the football, was when they went down to Miami, across the country, down to Miami, and they held that offense to only 20 points. I thought that was very impressive. Now, mind you, they did lose a game. They did cover the spread in that game. But to hold that offense with Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jaden Waddell, um, Raheem Mostert, I think Aishan did not play in that game, or he may have played. But to hold that offense of 20 points, I think was pretty impressive. But this is a second consecutive year where We've seen a deserving head coach 
take over as interim head coach for this Raiders team and not, uh, or at least should be hired the following year. We saw some rumors out there that Mark Davis would welcome John Gruden back, but I don't think that is the case. But I think that the players for this Raiders team want to play for Antonio Pearson. If the Raiders are smart, they'll bring in some offensive-minded head coach to let you know the the offensive minds help the offensive side, let Antonio Pierce be the head coach and you know coach up the defensive side. But what are your thoughts about this Raiders team after they fired you know Josh McDaniels? Well, and let's face it, last week, the only thing that was holding them back from a win was their offense. I mean, obviously, when you hold Minnesota to three points, all you needed was a touchdown to win that game, and that that didn't happen. So as somebody who, you know, watched uh, Jimmy Garoppolo through his formative years in San Francisco, it's tough because you thought he was going to be the guy, and then he just turns out to once again be not the guy. And and Aiden O'Connell, not the guy either, so it's a matter of where you're going to go. So. I think, you know, moving on in, in their head coach and, and now bringing in this this new blood, I think it's going to do well for them. Obviously, you know, like I said, you held Minnesota to only three points in Minnesota. You know, Dobbs has been Dobbs was the darling for a little while making this splash after Kirk Cousins. Right. Um, you held the Chiefs to 31. I say held, but those guys usually just blow out the Raiders. And so yeah. you were able to kind of go toe to toe, maybe not a big toe, but a pinky toe to a big toe with the, the Chiefs, and uh, and like you said, held the Dolphins to 20 points and, and putting up 13 of your own. So I think what needs to happen from from now going forward is just kind of a, a reset in mindset. You know, where, we, where do we want to go? Where do we want to be? This defense is holding court. We just need the offense to kind of pick it back up again. And, I mean, uh, you can't go back to another quarterback change, so you just got to roll with O'Connell and, and see where that takes you for the rest of the season. But hopefully, I don't know, maybe, maybe better days are ahead. Uh, better days are ahead, I think, for both of these teams. And again, going on the other side, a team that has boatloads of talent, both on the offense and defense side of the football and the in the Chargers here. Obviously, we talked about that Justin Herbert will be gone for the rest of the season with a finger injury. But on paper, Rod, when you look at this Chargers team on both sides of the football, like I mentioned, this team should be in the playoffs every single year. And I think it obviously the big conversation has been behind Brandon Staley. I think that this is definitely going to be his last season uh, as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, no captain, obvious statement there, but um, this team just has too much talent to be underperforming like they have for the past several seasons. I know they made it into the playoffs last year only to be uh, ahead at half for the Jaguars to come back in that game and beat them in that game. And I think that at that point, I thought Brandon Staley should have been fired, but um I mean, what do you make of this Chargers team? Because like I mentioned, I think they're just so talented. At, you know, you have a Justin Herbert. In some people's mind, a top five quarterback, but he's, I think, top seven for sure. You have Austin Eckler, who's an absolute monster when he's healthy. Keith Allen, who's a target and reception machine. They added guys on the offensive side. Defensively, we talk about one of the Bosa brothers. You had Khalil Mack, you know, Dervin James Jr. in the backfield. I mean, sorry, in the secondary. This team has talent. What do you think has gone wrong with this team? If I were to pull up a sixth grade report card, I think it would very much encapsulate this Chargers team. <laughs> Has lots of potential, just cannot realize it at this time. That's 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 what my sixth grade teachers were saying about me, and I think that holds true today. Uh, tons of potential, just not realizing it. But uh, really, that's what it is. This is this is a matter of for. And I didn't know what was wrong at sixth grade. I still don't know why I didn't necessarily do well on all my assignments in sixth grade. So I don't know if the Chargers are figuring this out. And and I don't know what it's going to take. We know Keenan, Keenan Allen is not getting any younger. So this is not going to be 
a put this on Keenan Allen to, to make the team better. Uh, Herbert, again, there's just these players that they're so talented and you know that they could do so much. And yet here they are not necessarily performing to their full potential on paper. That fantasy team of Herbert, of Eckler, of Herb, of uh, uh, um, Keenan Allen, and and all those guys, that would be a fantastic fantasy team to have, right, on a week to week basis. But unfortunately, it's just not translating to wins. And and maybe that's defense. Maybe that's just not putting the right players in the right positions. But I don't know. Maybe a new head coach could could change that as well. It's just frustrating sometimes to be a Chargers fan. Yeah, I mean, there's been the rumors out there that Bill Belichick may come over as the head coach of this team or whatever the case might be. But again, like I mentioned, I think there's too much talent on this uh, roster for them to be underachieving as they have been um, not only this season, but over the past several seasons. I mean, this has been the darling of a lot of uh, betters to you know get down on Super Bowl uh, picks uh, as far as futures go. But uh, they haven't even made it past the uh, divisional round. Oh, sorry, the wild card round. Um, in the Justin Herbert era. So hopefully a new head coach comes in that they're able to turn the tide here uh, for this uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers team. All right, Rod, before we do get into our player props here for uh, the schedule here tonight, let me tell everyone about prize picks. Look, prize picks is honestly some of the most fun I've had winning up to 20 times, 20 times, 25 times my money. I know Rod has been absolutely crushing it on prize picks. If you haven't already seen uh, the the winners that he's been putting out on his social media and on his Twitter, well, you need to go out there and follow him because prize picks, it's simple. It's so easy to use. It's one of the best, if not the best, daily fantasy sports platforms out there. And now also with the basketball season here, you can now also do uh, pick combinations between the NFL, the NBA. You could throw in college basketball in there as well. And it's been a special uh, league that's been created under the specials league uh, tab. So, for example, tonight in the NBA, and you want to combine it tomorrow for or the Thursday night football game for with one of these uh, fantasy players and their stat projections. So, for example, I'm going to throw, let's just say you want to get down on Victor Winbinyama's rebounds to have more than the projection that is stated. And then also you want to get down on Austin Eckler on his rushing yards less than because he hasn't been doing very well. Well, you can do that over on price picks. And if you also want to play alongside some of price picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can do that in the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the price picks community every single week. Uh, price picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured, for example, for in football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only, only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. It's simple. PrizePix is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals are available, easing gameplay, and an, uh, uh, an enormous amount of selection of players and stats on price picks, whether it's NFL, college, uh, MLB, when MLB is going on, obviously, uh, with NBA as well. So how do you take advantage of this? Well, just go to pricepicks.com. And for new account users, if you use that promo code SGPN, you'll get a first deposit match up to $100, but only if you use that promo code SGPN. So go to pricepicks.com, create yourself a new account, use that promo code SGPN, and you get that first deposit match up to $100, some extra money for you to play with. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made 
easy. All right, Rod, let's get into our player props here for this Thursday night football game between the Chargers and the Raiders. Why don't you lead us off, my friend? I will certainly do that. Just one quick thing about prize picks, because I did I noticed that you said that. What I love most about it, too, is that, look, Khalil Mack is set at a, a seven or three quarters of a sack, yeah. right? That, that's the number that it's set at, even on prize picks. If I were to try to bet on that, it's minus 145. I think that's going to happen. But all I got to do is put that in my in my picks list for prize picks, and it doesn't matter. There's no, I'm not paying any any sort of juice for it. It's just, yeah. does it happen or does it not? When it happens, I get to add it to the rest of my picks, and I end up winning. So just love that about it. So I'm, I would love to give you out an official Khalil Mack uh, sack pick, but I don't like the price. I don't like minus 145. So that's just another cool thing about it. So what I will give you is my first pick of Easton Stick. Don't expect much from him this weekend or this Thursday night, rather. But what I will say is that he will at least get one completion over 33 and a half yards. Maybe that is a third of his entire total for the day, but I think he does at least get one. This is at minus 110 over on DraftKings. If you want, I'm discovering that ESPN bet gives you a nice little ladder. So you can start to ladder this stuff. And I know that the boys on the big show love the ladder. So if you want to ladder this all the way up, even to 35 and a half, ESPN is giving you plus 110 to ladder that up. The Raiders have allowed a deep ball of at least 33 and a half yards in 10 of 13 games. And in more cases, it's been even longer than that. It's been 35 and a half for sure. Uh, but 10 of 13 games, they are getting thrown on. Now, granted, that defense has gotten better, but still 10 of 13 games, which is including the last few games that they've had. Uh, last week, they didn't against the the Vikings. But that was the first time in in a long time that they didn't do that. Uh, and, and they were also facing uh, Dobbs and Mullins, not two of the biggest arms that you're ever going to face in your life. Now, Stick is not a big arm either, but he did have a 57-yard completion to Quentin Johnston uh, last week. So, And then he also had two other completions of at least 22 yards as well. Uh, one of those was to Keenan Allen. So, I mean, it's not 33 and a half, but he's definitely, he definitely puts them out there to try to get some yardage on this. I don't know that the Chargers are going to be playing from behind, but I also don't think that they're going to be taking it easy on these Raiders as well. And they probably will try to throw a few deep balls up there. And, and between Johnson and Allen, they've got deep threats. Eckler can even break a screen for that long. Like that's, that's a potential of him as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for stick to be able to get this completion and 33 and a half seems like a lot. But again, when you start to put that in context is what the Raiders have given up lately and what, uh, what they've been able to, to accomplish, what quarterbacks have been able to accomplish against them. I don't think that's that definitely high of a number. So like I said, minus minus one ten for over 33 and a half, but if you want to ladder that 35 and a half at plus plus one ten over on ESPN bet. Yeah, I love it. Um, when we talk about this Raiders team historically that they have struggled in the secondary, right? I know that we talked about it at the top of the show that defensively they've been very good under the uh, Antonio Pierce uh, regime, but it just takes one play, right? It just takes one play for, for this to, to happen. And you know, it could be that they throw it from the 25-yard line of their own 25 and get to the 50, and they're still able to play good defense. So, um, yeah, I like it. Again, you mentioned that he had a 57-yard uh, completion last week. Uh, to Quentin Johnston, you still have weapons like Austin Eckler, um, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely get behind this. Again, these Thursday night football games, Rod, historically, that when we've seen these low totals, they sometimes they just turn into shootouts. We saw it last week 
Um, majority of those points came in the first half of that game, but it still got over the total of, I think it was like 30 last week. And this week it seems at 34. So even with these backup quarterbacks, it just takes one missed tackle, um, one, you know, miss assignment, um, to, to get over this number. So uh, yeah, I can definitely get behind this for sure. Speaking of Austin Eckler, I am going to look at his receiving yards in this game to go over that number is at 26 and a half right now. Uh, and let me see if I can find a better number for Austin Eckler on his reception, uh, receiving yards here. Um, yeah, 26 and a half is the best number we're going to get. You can get that over on DraftKings, on Caesars, BetMGM, uh, Bet Rivers. They all have 26 and a half right now. So I think number one, like you mentioned, that. Austin Eckler is definitely capable of breaking one out. Um, but I think when it comes to these backup quarterbacks that if their first or second read has not been there, they'll be Charlie checked down. And I think that really fits the mold of what Austin Eckler can provide for this offense of the chargers. Right. And again, it just takes one or two passes for him to get over this number of this receiving yards of uh, 26 and a half. But, if we take a look at what Austin Eckler has done historically against this Raiders defense receiving the ball, I'm just going to quickly read off this number. So the projection right now is at 26 and a half. And this goes back to his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So the last seven games, he's gone over this projection in six of those seven games. He's done it in four straight games in his career. Uh, he's averaging 29 and a half receiving yards. Well, that's with a couple of zero receiving yards in there. But his last seven games, 29-58, the only one where he didn't get over this 26-9 projection, he had 19. But the last four games, 28-35-36-67 against the Raiders. So I think, again, when we talk about Easton Stick being there, that you want to put him in a position to succeed and not turn the ball over. So that means maybe, you know, quick passes or screen passes to guys like Austin Eckler. And this was something that we also talked about when Aiden O'Connell took over as a, a quarterback for the uh, Raiders that Josh Jacobs um, in that first game, I believe, had a really good yard uh, receiving yard game. Um, for the Raiders. And I think that's just a case in point that Austin Eckler should be able to go out and perform here as well. So um, in a game that he's familiar with his defense, his past defense has not been the greatest. Give me Austin Eckler over 26 and a half receiving yards here, Rod. Well, I mean, again, it's going to be one of his favorite targets. You look at what happened when he came in uh, to the, the or stick came into the game. It became Austin Eckler for the most part, right? A couple of, of targets for Austin Eckler in that second half, especially when stick came in. So, I mean, I, I think that that's, it's always been an extension of the run game for this, uh, this team with Austin Eckler being able to catch passes. So, I mean, a six, couple of six yard passes here and there from stick to, to Eckler, like he did when he came in. Um, in fact, one of those drives, it was like a quick, what, uh, 15 yards on two passes. So you're halfway there even on that as well. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a lot of opportunity for, um, Eckler to catch passes and, and with stick, he, he did most of that damage last year or last uh, week rather after stick came in. So, um, yeah, I definitely like this number and I like the over on it as well. All right, let's get over to your second player prop here. Right? What do you got? All right, let's talk about some tight ends. I, I like low numbers and I like no low numbers with the opportunity to go over because I'm a hack. Uh, so I'm going to take Michael Meyer uh, over 19 and a half receiving yards. This is a minus 110 over on bet 365. And again, if you want to keep climbing that ladder, <laughs> the ladder goes all the way up to 31 and a half at plus 190 over on uh, ESPN bet. 
that one's a little bit tough to sell. 31 is, is, is a pretty high number, but uh, the 19 should, should hit last week was a down week for the entire offense. And Meyer kind of suffered from that as well, but he got 14 yards still, even in a opera, you know, where it was a horrible day offensively had two targets, only caught one of them for 14 yards. But the week before that, Two receptions, 27 yards. The week before that against Miami, four receptions, 46 yards. Against the Jets, three receptions, 19 yards. Uh, he's had 19 yards, one catch for 19 yards against the Lions. Five catches, 75 yards against New England. Uh, so, I mean, he's done this before. Two catches, 39 yards. He's not necessarily a huge threat offensively. He's not even a huge threat on the team. But uh, go back to week 10, he was the second most targeted player on the team. In week 11, he was the third most targeted player on the team. Uh, and then third again in week 12. Uh, week 13, obviously they didn't play. Uh, but week 14, he jumped back again and was the fourth most targeted. So Aiden O'Connell's kind of looking his way, right? Needs that tight end to be able to, to function. And when you look at what tight ends have done against the Chargers recently, they're averaging five catches per game at the position, 60 yards. Uh, of, of total yardage per game to the tight end position. And look, Mayer's pretty much the only tight end that's, that's getting any real run, right, uh, in this in this offense. So if, if he's going to get at least half of that, well, that's, that's more than 19. And that's kind of getting close to that 33 that you get to the top of the ladder for this. Uh, and I asked, again, when you look at plus 190 for the top of that ladder, that's a pretty tempting number, given that it's only 31 and a half. And that's something that he can do and it's pre he's proven to be able to do. So if we're, if we're thinking that O'Connell's still going to continue to, to gouge the chargers where they're weak, which is against the tight end. I'll take that. I mean, tight ends against these guys have been uh, crazy good. I mean, you talk about what, um, even Kelsey did 179 yeah. yards, Cole commit 79 yards, Tyler Conklin, 66 yards, right? Even Sam Laporta, 40 yards. I, I think Michael Meyer can get there. So give me that at uh, over 19 and a half. But if you feel comfortable, take it at the 31 and a half. Yeah, I know. I talked about how bad the uh, Raiders secondary has been historically. This Chargers secondary is not much better. Um, again, we talked about all the talent that they do have. And like you mentioned, I mean, not only have the targets also been there for the tight end position uh, against the Chargers, but the receptions and the yardage like you just went through has been there. So and again, it just takes one or two catches for him to get over this number. And he's done it, what, two of the last three games as well. Uh, I know he didn't have a lot of targets in that that toilet bowl last week against the Vikings. But I think we kind of got to throw that one out the window. But I think also to the fact that if you also want to look at the longest reception for Michael Meyer to go over, I don't hate that because over the last three weeks, he's had um, long receptions of 14, 17, and 17. So if that number is the neighborhood of like 10 and a half or seven and a half i would yeah it's 11 and a half so i wouldn't uh i wouldn't you know double down on that as well because it just takes a like like i mentioned two catches for uh michael Marr to get over this number so it definitely can get uh, behind this for sure the potential is there for this to turn into a shootout but just because of the quarterbacks that we have right now in this game rod i think that's what the hesitation is obviously and that makes a lot of sense but um you know we're a backup quarterback you're definitely it's a theme. I don't know that it's, they rely on running backs and tight ends for whatever reason it is, these backup quarterbacks. So hopefully this one gets to the window for us here as well. All right, Rod, before we continue here with our player props, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. 
Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Rod, I'll go over to my second player prop in this game, and I am going to go with uh, Aiden O'Connell over on his pass attempts in this game. And we talked about how bad the Raiders' uh, pass defense is. Well, I think that we can put the same um, uh, same team in that category as well in the Chargers, who have not been very good either. So Aiden O'Connell, over the last uh, couple of weeks here for the LA Raiders, or LA, I don't know why I keep saying LA Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, um, he's been, he's been, they've been throwing the football uh, with him. So I'm not sure if they're getting comfortable they're just been trailing in a lot of these games where i have to throw the football but uh the number right now is 30 and a half for his pass attempts currently on fanduel at minus 102 so only uh pretty much at almost even money here so last three games he's had 41 pass attempts against the dolphins he had 33 against the kansas city chiefs and even last weekend the game where that ended three nothing he still had 32 pass attempts in that game and you take a look at the opposing um quarterbacks that have faced the Chargers and what they've been able to do as far as pass attempts. So last uh, game, um, Russell Wilson had 33 pass attempts. I know Bailey Zappi, he only had 25, but Lamar Jackson, 32. Jordan Love, 40. Uh, Jared Goff, 33. Zach Wilson, 49. Uh, Tyson uh, Tyson Badgett, 37. Uh, 42 for Mahomes. So more times than not, only I believe only three times this season, opposing quarterbacks haven't gotten over this projection of 30 and a half. So I think 11 and a half, uh, sorry, 11 of the 14 quarterbacks have gone over this pass attempts projection of 30 and a half. So with Aiden O'Connell here, you know, you still have Devontae Adams on this roster, obviously. You know, we talked about Josh Jacobs also being involved in the passing game uh, as well. You talked about Michael Meyer as well. So I think the pass attempts will be uh, there in this game for Aiden O'Connell. So I'm going to go over 30 and a half pass attempts at minus 102 right now for Mr. Aiden O'Connell here, uh, Rod. I mean, 100%. The Chargers are the the one of the worst teams against the pass this season as far as 36.8 pass attempts per game so far this season. 30 in their last three. 35 at home. It's just, yeah, I mean, even 38 away. Um, yeah, 38.3 away. People are throwing on them, and they're throwing on them a lot. So uh, I 100% agree with you that the pass attempts are going to be there because that's that's the trend. That's the way. And it, it's one thing if if it was not having any success, but it's definitely having success. And so that's why uh, teams are doing it. So I definitely think that's good. And it also kind of correlates into um, my third my third player prop, and that is uh, Derwin James. I'm going to take him over seven and a half tackles and assists. This one's at minus 109 over on Caesars. Um, if you want to ladder this one up to nine and a half, you can get that at plus two thirty over on ESPN bets. Derwin James is that that uh, safety that is just all around, and he'll come up and play against the run as well. But you look at what he's done over the last couple of weeks: eleven tackles last week, total tackles against Denver, nine against New England, six against Baltimore, seven against uh, Green Bay, thirteen against Detroit, ten 
against the Jets. He's had 11 earlier in the season against Tennessee. He is second on the team in tackles as a safety. That should tell you something. They are getting thrown on a lot. You talked about the, the pass attempts being ridiculously high against this uh, Chargers team. How about pass completions? They are, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, sixth in the league in allowing the pass completions. 24.4 per game tied with Chicago, only a tenth behind Minnesota for uh, for fourth place in that category. Um, 26, uh, 26.2 completions per game away. That's a lot of work for the safety, right? That's a yeah. lot of tackles to be made for the safety position, for the cornerback position. So with Derwin being in double digits more often than he's not uh, over the last few weeks, I just, I feel like this is going to be a very busy game for him. And look, if it does come to the fact where uh, the Raiders decide to pull up and start running more, he's not afraid to jump into the fray and start making tackles there. So, and of course we know that Josh Jacobs can break some runs, which means that, you know, there's, there's chances for him to break more than, 10 yards and and then he's in Derwin James's territory. So I really, really love the seven and a half number because I think it's a, a reachable target for him. Uh, but it, like, again, if you, it's only two more and, and yeah. you're getting plus two thirty for that. So uh, if you feel froggy jump, but I, I really love Derwin James this weekend. Yeah. I mean, look, he came into um, the NFL as a, no, very highly touted uh, defensive player. I know he's been dealing with injuries um, prior to this season, but when he's on the field, like you mentioned, one of the better tacklers and defensive players for the secondary of the Chargers, what they really need. So, um, I mean, you mentioned last week he had 11 against the Broncos. He had nine against the uh, New England Patriots, uh, seven against the Packers, 13 against the Lions. So um, he's done a great job of tackling uh, the opposing team in, in seven career games. Um, he's had a total of 49 uh, combined tackles and assists uh, against the Raiders. So that's right at that number uh, in this game. So I uh, definitely do love that. All right, for my last player prop here, Rod, I'm going to go over to the side of the uh, Chargers tight end. I know you talked about Michael Meyer. I also like Gerald Everett in this game to go over his yardage of 27 and a half. And you take a look at uh, the Raiders uh, defense against the tight end position since week 10. Uh, they are allowing the, let's see, I just had it in front of me. Yeah, so they're allowing the fourth most receiving yards to the tight end position at 66 yards. They're also giving up six receptions, uh, which is a fifth the most. And then they are allowing the, uh, I think, ten, yeah, 10th the most targets to the wide receiver position, sorry, the tight end position at around seven targets per game um, since week 10. And you also take a look at what he's been able to do over the past several weeks uh, for the offense of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Last week against the Denver Broncos, eight targets, 39 receiving yards. Prior two weeks against the Patriots, he had five targets, four receptions, 44 yards. Four receptions on four targets, 43 yards against the um, Baltimore Ravens. And historically against the Raiders, uh, I know earlier this season he didn't have a great game. He only had two receptions on two targets for nine yards. But the last season, he had two games where he had 54 receiving yards and 80 receiving yards for the Los Angeles Chargers uh, offense against the Raiders here. So, again, this is I think it's a it's a lower number uh, for Gerald Everett. I understand that a lot of the targets and all of that does go to um, Keenan Allen in this offense. But I think when Easton Stick comes into this offense, I think he spreads the ball around a little bit more. And again, last week was the case in point where. 
he did have eight targets. Uh, did um, Gerald Everett? I think that was yeah, that was the most targets he had all season. Other than that, he's been around four or five. Uh, but I think that might be an emphasis for Easton Sick to possibly target you know Gerald Everett even more in this game. So even if he does get eight, eight targets, he does have about four receptions. I definitely do think he gets over this number of twenty-seven and a half here, Rod. So uh, Gerald Everett over twenty-seven and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm going to give out another tight end here in a second that I like better or not better, better, but you know, I, I love, I have a soft spot in my heart for the man. So, um, but I'll take it. Cause it, yeah, like we said, when we talk about safety blankets, same thing with mayor, right? I mean, it's, it's their favorite tight end that they're going to try to, to look for when they can't find somebody deep or if they're, they're under too much pressure, which again, we know that the, uh, we know that the Raiders can bring that pressure. So definitely like that as well. Uh, Rod, you got anything else? Honorable mentions? Uh, no, I mean, other than the Khalil Mack sack, but again, I just, I, I can't give it out at minus 145. If you really want to pay the juice and if you can find a better price for it, um, I would, I would try for a Khalil Mack sack just because, you know, he, he, that's the man. He definitely does it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let me see if I can find a cheaper price here for him. Uh, because I did, I also did see the, um, Minus 145 price. I think that was over on DraftKings. Uh, let's see here. No, I don't see one yet. You probably have to go uh, book by book to see if you can find a cheaper price. All right, Rod, let's get into our touchdown scores for this game, and then we'll do our best bets and then our price picks entry for this game. So let's start with touchdown scores here. What are you looking at? So listen, I know that they haven't necessarily given up a defensive touchdown all season, but I'm going to go with the Raiders DST uh, with a touchdown. Ooh. Plus 750 anytime DST. We talked about how good this Raiders defense has been, right? And and now they're they're gonna lick their chops against a guy who's not really made that many appearances in the NFL. And last week he didn't make any mistakes, but this will be his his first start of the season. This will be the first opportunity for him to face a live, fully. They've had a week to prepare against him, type of a defense. So maybe they get an interception, maybe they don't. But the thing is, is that they've been making mistakes. The Chargers have against defenses, right? Two forced fumbles uh, last week. Well, only one recovered, but I mean, fantasy points wise, as far as the last few weeks against the Chargers for DSTs, right? 18 points, 18 points, 12 points, 19 points. That's that's against the, Ra- the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Broncos. So, I mean, these are three good defenses, but they have been hounding, hounding this, uh, uh, this defense. So, I don't know, maybe maybe an interception for a pick six, maybe a fumble recovery for uh, a scoop and score. It could happen. I, I think, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity for mistakes to be made in this offense. And I think maybe the defense can capitalize on that. So I like the anytime Raiders touchdown at plus 750. But I also think uh, that there's a good opportunity for Donald Parham here to get an anytime touchdown. Okay. Uh, eight to one for Donald Parham to get an anytime touchdown. Again, I know that we talked about uh, Gerald Everett getting his, but dude, I love Donald Parham. I still love Donald Parham. I can't get over the the uh, AAF and the the XFL ties to Donald Parham, but you know he he actually has scored some touchdowns uh, in his career. Uh, granted, he has four already this season, which means he's a, a target new quarterback. Maybe he leans on Parham in the red zone. The dude's tall. The dude can can out catch just about anybody out there uh, on the corners and the safeties. So um, maybe he needs that big tall target in the end zone to to get there. So I don't know that there's going to be too many touchdowns scored because the Chargers haven't scored a whole lot of touchdowns this season. 
Uh, in fact, they're they're pretty thin in that department. So if I'm going to pick one. I'll I'll go ahead and throw some some darts out there at Donald Parham at eight to one. Yeah, it makes me nervous, especially when we have a total of 34 in this game. But again, we saw last week where a total of 30 and turned into you know a 39 point outing uh, for the uh, opposing. Uh, sorry, for both of those teams combined. But um, I mean, when you're getting some plus money price on some of the guys that you usually see at a minus price, I think that's where you really got to do it. Take advantage, even though it is the chalk. Um, Austin Eckler plus uh, 160. Uh, he did have the lone touchdown last week against the Denver Broncos for the Chargers. I do like that. Um, let's see here. What was the other one? Now, I know we we read about the things about the split carries on who's going to be doing what uh, for um, you know for the Chargers just because Austin Eckler wasn't performing very well, and then last week only turns to three carries for Josh Kelly. Uh, but so I, I'd still think that Austin Eckler will get a majority of the of the carries here, and especially I think being involved in the passing game, I think that he's has the ability to break one out and get find the end zone. So plus one sixty for Austin Eckler. Um, Devonte Adams at plus one fifty five. I don't hate that. Jacoby Myers plus two fifty. Uh, I think he's been a good target for Aiden O'Connell. Uh, I know a lot of these wide receivers don't have a lot of touchdown scores for uh, the Raiders offense this season, especially over the past couple of weeks here, but he does have six receiving touchdowns this season. Uh, does uh, Jacoby Myers so at plus two fifty? I, I don't hate that. And then I'll throw out, um, let's take a longer shot. You gave out Donald Parham eight to one. Um, let's go Jalen Guyton 10 to one. I, I think that the, again, he's been a guy that's been the downfield threat for this um, Chargers team. And I think that is an opportunity, like you mentioned, that if Easton Stick and you like the over on his uh, longest uh, completion, maybe it goes to a guy like uh, Jalen Guyton to go over the top of this defense and find the end zone there. So at 10 to 1, you know, put a little bit on that. So, um, yeah, I do like those three here. Uh, all right, Rod, let's get into best bets here for this uh Thursday night football game between the Chargers and the Raiders. Where do you want to go with your best bet? Uh, I want to go with my Michael Mayer over 19 and a half receiving yards. I, I like that one. And again, if you want to climb the ladder, I, I I would feel comfortable at 31 and a half just because I do think that this is going to be a, a game in which he is going to have another one of his over 31 and a half yard games. I, I, I don't think I think last week was an anomaly. I think now he's getting looked at more. I think he's he's getting more opportunities as far as just being able to get over this number because he's done it two out of the last three weeks. So um, 19 and a half for sure. If you want to sprinkle something on the 31 and a half, don't go crazy. But um, I, I'd say if that hits, you'll be happy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, for my best bet, I am going to go with... I'll go with Austin Eckler over 26 and a half receiving yards. Um, like I mentioned, he's done in six out of seven head to head meetings against the Raiders in his career. Um, and when you have a backup quarterback, you know, usually those dink and dunks to the, to the running backs to prevent mistakes. I think they're always going to be there for him. So Charlie check down might be here uh, for some of the passes to Austin Eckler and even in the, uh, getting involved in the passing game and screen passes for Austin Eckler. We've seen that a lot in this Chargers offense. So 26 and a half, I thought that was a conservative number here for Austin Eckler. So I'll take that as my best bet. All right, Rod, let's put together our prize picks entry. Um, I'll throw in both of our best bets in there. So right now, Austin Eckler is at 26 and a half receiving yards as his projection for this entry on prize picks. So I'll go more on that. And Michael Meyer is also at 19 and a half. So we'll go more uh, than uh, 19 and a half receiving yards for Mr. Michael Meyer. 
Uh, what else do we want to throw in here, Rod? Um, I know Derwin James is uh, seven and a half is there as well as the projection for for him. All right, we'll throw assists. Yeah, let's throw that in there. Uh, seven and a half is a number for Derwin James on his tackles and assist. Uh, you want to throw in one more here? Uh, which one do you want? I mean, you, you have one of yours you can throw in. Yeah, uh, I didn't see the Aiden O'Connell. Um, Sticks longest completion isn't in there. I mean, you could put Khalil Max sack in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You talked about that one. Where is that? Let's see. Sacks, Khalil Mack, 0.75. Let's see if he gets home to Aiden O'Connell in this game. So, yeah, we'll throw that in there. All right. So our entry for the Thursday night football game is going to be Austin Eckler, more than 26 and a half receiving yards. Michael Mayer, more than 19 and a half receiving yards. Dervin James, more than seven and a half tackles plus assists combined. And then we'll throw in Khalil Mack to get uh, more than 0.75 sacks, which means either getting two half sacks or one sack on his own uh, in this game against Aiden O'Connell. That $100 entry will get you a nice um, $1,000 back in return. Uh, so around uh, a little bit odds of uh, around uh, about 10 to 1 uh, for that entry uh, for this Thursday night football game. All right. Another Thursday night football game in the books here, Rod. Anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Uh, no, I, I will say, though, that it, the Jacoby Meyer uh, thing, if you wanted to put a first uh touchdown on Jacoby Myers. I think that'd be fun too. Plus 950. He's done that six times uh, out of the, the season. So uh, it's funny when you look at it, you don't think Jacoby Myers is scoring the first touchdown uh, for the Raiders, but he's done it six times, half the half of the games for that. So I like that as well. But uh, just wanted to throw that in there before we get other than that. No, I mean, full week of NASCAR. There were, the books gave us so many odds to break down. So Co uh, Cody and I were breaking him down all weekend long. If you want to get in on NASCAR, now's a great time to do it. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of fun over there on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast feed. Yeah, 100%. Make sure you check out the guys who are revving up for the new season. It's going to be here before you know it. Um, and, again, just a good reminder, just download the SGPN app. All of our content, all of our picks, all of everything that we do is free, free, and free. So, again, take advantage. Download the app. Just go to your app store, Google Play Store, wherever you do get your apps, uh, and download the SGPN app uh, and get all of our content there. Two more weeks of Thursday night football left. Uh, next week, we'll have the Saints and the Rams. are a little bit more intriguing there. Uh, a couple of teams battling for playoff positioning, so that will be fun to talk about for sure. Uh, make sure you follow Rod on uh, X or Twitter at RJ Gomez. You can follow me on Twitter as well at SportsNerd824. More importantly, make sure you subscribe to the uh, NFL Gambling Podcast YouTube channel. Um, you'll know when we go live every single day for our uh, NFL Gambling Podcast um, uh, content uh, throughout the week. All right. We'll talk to you guys later this week for the Sunday Games Player Props. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.